There are many questions asked in Scripture, including many different types of questions, i.e. direct, rhetorical, etc. For the purposes of this passage, I examine questions asked in the books of the major and minor prophets, as well as those that are found in the books of wisdom, i.e. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. These questions appear to fall into the following categories including, demonstrating God's sovereignty, lamenting, warning of pending judgment, and demonstrating God's deliverance of His people. I then selected specific questions that are asked in a prophetic context and yield answers and content that is useful for our purposes in understanding prophetic events to come. These questions, along with their answers, generally support, and in some cases add new understanding to prophetic themes that I have been regularly addressing on this site. In this current passage, scriptural question-answer content is organized into the following categories. Kingdom-related. Called for service, battling against the Chaldeans. Called for service, messenger duty. God's deliverance. Selected questions in each of these areas and their associated prophetic insights are discussed below. Many of these questions are asked directly by God to or through the particular prophet. Note, many answers to these questions point to a single servant in the last days. I attempt to provide the name servant according to Scripture, but the reader should consider in their own minds the possibility of some of these solely or jointly applying to Jesus Christ Himself. Kingdom-related. For our purposes, kingdom-related questions are those that are related to God's kingdom, especially the coming millennial kingdom people and its structure, including Jerusalem and God's holy hill. I address these in this section below. Question, Lord who may dwell in your sanctuary? Who may live on your holy hill? Psalms 15 1, King David. Answer in context, King David was one who often pondered God's kingdom and eternal royal throne. We know King David's deep faith, righteousness and resistance to corruption as a king. Here, he is not only alluding to himself, but also in prophetic terms, possibly to millennial Prince David. David answers his own question as follows. He whose walk is blameless and does what is righteous, who speaks truth from his heart and has no slander on his tongue, who does his neighbor no wrong and cast no slur on his fellowmen, who despises a vile man but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps his oath even when it hurts. Psalms 15 2-4. Question, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Psalms 24 3, King David. Answer in context, this is a question similar to the one above. In prophetic terms, David foresees vindication for a future generation of those who seek the Lord. His answer is similar to that given for the first question above, yet more concise, that is, one who is righteous. He says. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. Peace 24-4. Question, and I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach unto me, for who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me? Saith the Lord? Jeremiah 30:21. God. Answer in context, this question is asked in the last day's context of an Israel that finds itself lost in corruption, abandoned by its allies, and in the absence of God. This is the time of Jacob's trouble, and an incurable wound as a result of the Antichrist Chaldeans, foreigners, who have enslaved and plundered modern-day Israel. God addresses his own question as follows. Their leader will be one of their own, their ruler will rise from among them. I will bring him near and he will come close to me. Jeremiah 30 21. This leader is likely referring to our millennial Prince David figure who is mentioned earlier in this chapter in the book of Jeremiah. Called for service, battling against the Antichrist Chaldeans. Prophetic questions in this category, asked mostly by God Himself, point directly to His end-time servants who battle directly against the Antichrist Chaldeans. Thus, you will recognize that the short answer, or main figure addressed, 
for each of these questions is very likely our n times Jacob or n times Prince David figure. Question, can a man break iron iron from the north or bronze? Jeremiah 15 12, God. Answer in context, this is prophetically referring to a man who has been born, Jeremiah 15 10, and with whom the whole land strives and contends. He is a righteous servant, albeit one who must still call to God for repentance, and who has clearly been heavily persecuted at the hands of the Antichrist Chaldeans. Scripture in Jeremiah tells us how this man sits alone, enslaved, in unending pain, and filled with indignation. God says. Surely I will deliver you for a good purpose, surely I will make your enemies plead with you in times of disaster and distress. Jeremiah 15 11. Many times, God promises victory and deliverance for last days Jacob over his enemy. Question, the sinners in Zion are terrified, trembling grips the godless, who of us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who of us can dwell with everlasting burning? Is. 33 14, God. Answer in context, this is a vision of last days Judah slash country of, Israel amidst destruction as a result of the Antichrist called the traitors and betrayers, who are plunderers like locusts and destroyers of God's land and people at large. The quick answer to this question as to who can stand this is simply. This is the man who will dwell on the heights, whose refuge will be the mountain fortress. Is. 3316. This again sounds like millennial Prince David, who is additionally described in this part of Scripture as. He who walks righteously and speaks what is right, who rejects gain from extortion and keeps his hand from accepting bribes, who stops his ears against plots of murder and shuts his eyes against contemplating evil. Is. 3315. Questions, who has stirred up one from the east, calling him in righteousness to his service? Is. 41-2, God, which of you will listen to this or pay close attention in the time to come? Is. 42-23, God, who handed Jacob over to become loot, and Israel to the plunderers? Is. 42-23, God. Answer in context, our sovereign God himself brought Jacob into service. We have seen in prior passages that end times Jacob is a redeemer, and an instrument of truth and light in the last days in the midst of a massive amount of sin, darkness and corruption. God promises Jacob. You are my servant, I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Is. 41-9-10. God gives Jacob power to turn kings to dust and to thresh the mountains and crush them. This is no doubt referring to Jacob's battle against the Antichrist Chaldeans. Called for service, messenger duty. Here, we will see that God's servants like Jacob and David are also called to communicate like prophets or messengers to God's people. They speak truth and also give serious warnings. The prophet Isaiah, in his own commission and prophetic vision as given by God, offered to be a messenger for his corrupt, evil-minded people. High priests, chosen by God, such as the prophetic figure Joshua, and Zechariah, in the old scripture are also natural candidates. Question, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Is. 6-8, God. Answer in context, God's people in Isaiah's day at hearts that were sinful and were far from Him. God was preparing their land for destruction and for them to be taken into captivity. After Isaiah's own sins were atoned for by the angels as an answer to his prayer, and when he was called, he answered God, Here am I, send me. God instructed Isaiah to make the people's hearts calloused, to make their ears dull, and to close their eyes. This is likely a picture for a repeating end-time scenario. There will likely be an Isaiah-like end-times messengers during these last days when people's hearts are hardened, i.e. heartless, or are without natural affection. In this time, due to God's discipline and worldwide destruction, only stumps of holy seed will be left, just as it was in the land of Judah in Isaiah's day.
Questions, what man is wise enough to understand this? Who has been instructed by the Lord and can explain it? Why has the land been ruined and laid waste like a desert that no one can cross? Jer 9:12. God. Answer in context, God asks this question through the prophet Jeremiah, in the midst of a people who were deep in corruption and sin, particularly lying, deception and adultery. They deceive others and are deceived themselves. This is a clear picture of both end times country of Israel and the house of Israel, given their allegiance to the Antichrist Chaldeans. God states. You live in the midst of deception, in their deceit they refuse to acknowledge me. Jeremiah 9 6. Given the context, the only man who can be the one to answer these questions is someone who identifies, understands and battles with the Antichrist Chaldeans, and who has discernment to understand the mystery of iniquity found in them and their tactics. Again, and times Jacob and David both fit this description. Question, see, I will send my messenger, who will prepare the way for me, but who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? Malachi 3 1-2, God. Answer in context, here, God is explaining coming judgment in the last days, and that his messenger will be like a refiner's fire or as a launderer's soap who will refine the Levites, and then will pave the way for God's judgment. In this case, God is speaking to Judah, country of Israel, and its corrupt priests who are desecrating the sanctuary and forewarning of a messenger who will purify and refine them. According to Scripture, Mark 1 1-9, John the Baptist fulfilled this when he came, but there is also likely to be another type of John the Baptist in the end times. Joshua, the high priest discussed in the book of Zechariah, is a good candidate as a result of his role in purifying the Levites. God's Deliverance God offers deliverance for His people in the midst of their last day's troubles. He maintains His position of acceptance and forgiveness of His people in the midst of their transgressions, only calling for them to turn back to Him. He continuously reminds them of His sovereignty and His presence so that they will have faith. This is represented by the following question. Who are you that you fear mortal men, that you forget the Lord your Maker? Is. 51:12. Recall that Isaiah repeatedly provides encouragement for his people when he says, regarding God's disobedient people, yet for all of this, God's, anger is not turned away, his hand is still upraised, is. 5:25, 9:12. The following questions and answers are related to God's, offers for, deliverance of his people. Question, where is your mother's certificate for divorce, with which I sent her away? Or to which of my creditors did I sell you? Is. 50 to 1, God. Answer in context, God is asking this question to a sinful, rebellious Israel. He is making the point that because of their sinful behavior, they were taken captive and as a result they have turned away from Him. In making His point again, He further asks, When I came, why was there no one? When I called, why was there no one to answer? Was my arm too short to ransom you? Is. 50 to 2. His people lacked knowledge, understanding, and were devoid of faith. God did not turn away as people did. Question, what is shepherds of Israel who only take care of themselves? Should not shepherds take care of the flock? Easy. 34-2. Answer in context, this is part of Ezekiel's last day's vision, and has implications for, the country of, Israel's leaders as well as those in other nations. God says He will judge between one sheep and another and between rams and goats, with the latter implying that He will look at those of power and influence and detect who are oppressive leaders. At the hands of these leaders who we are told have ruled harshly and brutally, it is clear that God's sheep will have been plundered, enslaved and oppressed in the last days. As a result, God tells us that His sheep end up wandering and are scattered. So, God's solution to the question at hand is deliverance for Jesus Christ believers, and as we know, God states, I will place over them one shepherd, 
my servant David, and he will tend them, he will tend them and be their shepherd, easy. 34-23. This is the millennial kingdom Prince David. Question, who is wise? He will realize these things. Who is discerning? He will understand them. Hosea 14:9. God. Answer in context, the worldwide house of Israel in the last days will realize that they cannot be saved by human hands and human-created gods. In particular, they cannot be saved by Assyria, which is likely merely the worldwide Antichrist Chaldeans appearing to provide a solution to the problems that they have created themselves. The house of Israel here is too weighed down and is trapped by its own sin. God says He will answer both Israel and Ephraim in their need and will restore them. God answers the question above Himself, implying that it is one who is righteous and turns away from the Chaldeans who can discern. He says. The ways of the Lord are right, the righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. Hosea 14 9. This contrasts God's kingdom's people with the last day's worldly kingdom population who bow down and are controlled by the oppressive, enslaving Antichrist Chaldeans who hold them hostage in their transgressions. Tilda. Many of God's prophetic questions and their respective answers given through His prophets in Scripture serve to highlight God's absolute sovereignty. In an end-time scenario where Antichrist Chaldean attempts at establishing a new world order will fail, God will still establish His servants, His message and ultimately His millennial kingdom. This will happen exactly according to His plan that was set from before man's creation. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.